Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. Barbara Pelham, the owner and director of the famous Canada House Gallery, serving international collectors of art as well as artists themselves. If we're bringing on a new artist, we need to ensure that they're offering something unique but compatible with what we already represent. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? It's important that their techniques are fantastic. It's important that their knowledge of their creative process is solid, but they need to be able to create something that does not already exist. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and joining me... Well, actually, I'm joining him via Skype because he's on location. I'm not. I'm in my studio. Fred, where are you? Marvin, I am in the beautiful Canada House Gallery in beautiful Banff, Alberta, smack dab in the middle of the majestic Canadian Rocky Mountains. That's where I am, and I'm sitting with Barbara Pelham. Barbara is, in fact, the owner and director of the famous Canada House Gallery. 42 years it's been an institution in Banff, Alberta, serving international collectors of art as well as artists themselves, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Barbara, thanks so much for uh, having me into the gallery. Thank you, Fred. It's uh, great to be here. So tell us the story of the Canada House Gallery, how it started and your role in its development right up to its current expansion. It indirectly started when I was about five years old. Um, My family and I lived in Calgary. My parents had full-time jobs and careers, and their accountant suggested they buy a little business in Banff, a little tourist shop on Banff Avenue. So mom and dad bought this little uh, tourist shop. It sold ticky-tacky touristy things that all said Banff on them, and they were all made somewhere else. And they did that for a couple of years, and they thought, this is wrong. People come to Banff from all over the world. They want to find things that real people have created in Canada. So they opened Canada House Gallery in 1974. And I was a kid. I still remember the day that they brought home a big board full of different logos. What would be the logo for Canada House Gallery? And we put it on the dining room table and the three kids and mom and dad, we sat around and we chose the bird. And the bird is still our logo today. Barbara, you mentioned that the gallery actually shifted gears. In what way did it shift gears? What what sort of things are there now? So when we opened Canada House Gallery, we decided to focus on handmade original pieces by Canadian artists. So no longer did things have to have BAMP stamped on the front of them and were they made in another country. These were pieces of art and craft that were hand-hewn in Canada and that's what distinguished Canada House from anything else that existed in Banff at the time. And mom and dad acquired a stunning and large collection of Inuit sculpture in 74. That was really the kickoff that set the tone for the 
the gallery, and we still, to this day, represent Inuit art. It is still a major focus of the gallery, as well as branching out into representing painters and other various art forms. But Inuit art is still a foundation piece for the gallery. So you must have really strong relationships with these artists. We still represent two artists in particular that we represented in 1974. Neil Patterson, an amazing oil painter, who in 74 was an incredible ceramic artist, but he's evolved and we've evolved and we're still evolving together. And Don Tony, who's a bronze artist, and he was right out of university earning his BFA when we started with him in 74, and he's still a bronze artist today. How is it that you actually help them to earn a living with their creativity? Most of the work in the gallery is here on consignment. So that means that we are caretakers for this artwork while it's in our possession. And when we share it with a client or a collector and they acquire the piece, we then pay the artist for their work that has sold. So, of course, every time we share a piece with a client or a collector or a friend of the gallery, we end up writing a check to that artist. And, oh, yes, that makes a huge difference in their world because they're monetizing their creativity when that happens. And Essentially, what we really believe in is a win, 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 win. I mean, it is, it is just a tremendous benefit for everyone involved. Our client, our friend, our collector ends up selecting a piece that brings them so much joy. It just fills their world. It fuels their soul. They're ecstatic with their new acquisition. The artist receives a check. They're ecstatic with the acquisition that's occurred. And the gallery benefits and my staff benefit. And so it's just this really wonderful cycle of spinning upwards when a client supports a living Canadian artist. It's something truly special and it does mean uh, so much to those artists. When the artist receives a check from the gallery, they're inspired. They look at their easel. They go, wow, this is a really hot painting. I'm just finishing. I'm going to send it to Canada House. And we get that painting and we get their very best work because they're so encouraged and so inspired by the recent activity. And that means that Canada House secures the best work coming out of that artist studio, which means that our collectors find the best work coming to them and available on the market. And it's that kind of spiral that just catches and clients trust us, collectors trust us, our friends trust us for having an excellent selection of beautiful artwork, and the artists trust us. It's our pleasure to put all of that together. It's very much a win-win. Marvin and I both have friends that are clients or customers or friends of yours and collectors, and I must say that they love Canada House Gallery because of the opportunity that you provide for them to meet and mingle with the artist and create personal relationships, if not personal commissions. Tell me a little bit about how you bring the artists together with the collectors. I think that is one of the funnest aspects to be able to introduce an artist to a friend, to a collector, to a client who appreciates their work. Artists work, for the most part, in solitude. They're in their studios alone, 
creating. And it is rare for them to spend time one-on-one with a collector who truly gets and truly appreciates what they're doing. And it can be terrifying for some artists to be exposed, to be mixing and mingling among people who may say something about their work that they're just not sure how they'll take. But for the most part, artists really love that interaction and it means so much to them to get that kind of feedback. I always think of you as a connector and collector of people as well as art. But for folks who are more familiar with the performing arts, would you consider yourself sort of a talent agent? You find somebody very talented who you think there is an appreciative audience for and then bring that talent, in your case the visual artist, in other cases actors, to the attention of those who in fact might engage their services. Is that a a fair comparison? I've never thought of it quite like that, but I think it is actually. It is very important that we vet the work coming into the gallery. I can't accept every artist who applies, and believe me, I get applications every day. We represent 50 Canadian painters. We represent 20 Canadian sculptors, and we represent a host of Inuit artists as well. So we have a lot of artists that we have relationships with, very long-term relationships with. If we're bringing on a new artist, we need to ensure that, A, we have room, physical room for their work, but B, that they're not too close, too similar to somebody that we represent, or that they're offering something unique but compatible with what we already represent. So there is a very delicate process of evaluating that this artist would be an excellent fit into our entourage or that this artist isn't quite up to standard yet or that this artist should maybe connect with us in five years or ten years down the road to see if it's a better fit for us at that time. Now, Barbara, you mentioned something here that I think is really important. It's that whole principle of marketing. And I think I hear you saying that artists also need to think of themselves. They also need to put on their marketing mind. They need to think about not how can they be the same as everybody else, but how can they be different or at least different enough from others so that they can have a unique space in the marketplace? I think that's very well put. It's an interesting process. Many artists will start off going to workshops hosted by other artists. The great result of that investment of time and energy is that they may learn techniques or approaches to painting that are similar to another artist. What is not beneficial is if they come out of that workshop and they paint just like their teacher. That's not providing the world with anything new or exciting or fresh. Artists who truly want to be in the world of having a gallery represent them and having representation across the country, they need to find a niche that is unique. They need to find their own voice. It's important that their techniques are fantastic. It's important that their knowledge of their creative process is solid, but they need to be able to create something that does not already exist. Let me talk about the business of art for a minute. And to continue that parallel with talent agencies, it's through a commission on that sale 
that Canada House Gallery gets to continue to function and also to have uh, your own team working consistently. Can artists have more than one gallery? Can they be represented in different places, different regions? Could an artist be in the Banff area with representation at several different galleries? How would you feel about that? I think that it's very important that artists are selective in terms of which galleries they approach. Ideally, an artist will have representation in more than one gallery. However, those galleries should not be very close to each other. There should be distance. So, for instance, we would look at an artist who has representation in British Columbia. That's fantastic. Toronto, fantastic. Winnipeg, super. But when you start creeping into the Bow Valley area, we would like to be exclusive with that artist. So it creates desire. Well then, Barbara, what about online sales? How does that work? The internet is a fascinating aspect to the art world. It is essential for us because we live in a town of 8,000 people that our website is right up to speed. We don't have a million people living in close proximity to us. So our website acts as a method to reach out beyond our borders of the town of Banff of 8,000 people. And we are compulsive, truly compulsive, about keeping it up to date. So five times a day, ten times a day, we're hitting refresh, refresh, refresh. So if somebody from Calgary is looking at it, if somebody from Texas is looking at it, if somebody from Scotland is looking at it, they can see exactly what we have in the gallery right then. It's a very strong way of reaching out. Now, some galleries do not put pricing on their websites. We feel it's integral to put pricing on our websites and just keep it clean. We are proud of who we are. We're proud of who we represent and we're proud of our pricing. And we follow the pricing that our artists establish that is held across the country. So if an artist shows in Vancouver, in Toronto and Banff, all of us are selling that work for the same amount. It is consistent. That is professionalism. That is the way it should work. And is this all encased in a contract with the artist as well as agreements with the other galleries? It's the agreement with the artist and professional galleries will maintain those agreements and abide by the pricing rules established by the artist. As a 42-year-old institution in Banff, which is uh, host to international visitors and has been for the last hundred years, this must be a wonderful way of your global collection of collectors staying in touch, not having to come back to Banff every year, though that would be nice, but uh, staying in touch and staying a part of the Canada House Gallery family. Absolutely. It's our way of sharing the love and sharing the work and sharing our service and sharing our offerings of amazing talent. So often people will come visit Banff. They'll find us. They'll maybe acquire something or maybe be considering something. They'll get back home. They'll look online. They'll select something. We'll ship it to them. We keep sending them love notes periodically. And uh, if there's a celebration coming up or just the perfect piece arrives and they see it online, they can call us, email us, check in, we'll ship it to them. We're happy to continue those relationships. So the long-term relationships that we establish with our artists extend into our long-term relationships that we establish with our friends, our collectors, and our clients. And it's that magic that is the glue for the gallery. Barbara, what would be your advice to a young person who is an artist themselves or a young person who's fascinated by art or business and might want to someday be a part of a 
a gallery team the way that you've built here? I would say first steps are to work in an art gallery. You will learn so much about the business, about the front end of the business, possibly about the back end of the business. I think that it's essential to have that experience. You will learn how to talk to strangers and talk to people about artwork. That is an incredible skill for an artist to have. And that's a skill that often they don't develop until much later in their lives. So I would say get a jump on that. Well, Barbara, this has been a fantastic business discussion about the business of art. Fred, is there anything else that needs to be said before we wrap up? I just want to ask Barbara where our listeners can get more information about the Canada House Gallery. CanadaHouse.com. Barbara Pelham, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, welcoming me into this beautiful, beautiful surrounding. Marvin, that's all we got in Banff for the moment. Thanks, Fred. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.